welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by the TAC. My name is Alex Clements and a big thank you to the TAC for presenting this podcast and reminding us that the road does belong to us all. When you're out there riding on the road, make sure you are doing your bit, doing your bit for cycling, doing your bit for the motorists and making sure that we all arrive safely in our destination. Today on the podcast, we've got two-time 2021 Welter Stage winner Michael Storer. We talk on the second rest day after he picked up stage seven and stage 10 from the breakaway after never winning a Grand Tour stage before. Uh, it's an amazing Grand Tour for the 24-year-old who's really established himself in the World Tour ranks over last week. And he's heading heading to FDJ, a new squad next year. We talk about his evolution from uh, first-year Neo Pro to where he is today. Uh, and some interesting skills that he's developed al- along the journey. Before we get into this podcast, a big thank you also to our friends at Map Apparel. If you do need some new kit, make sure you head to mac.cc to check out their range. I picked up a vest called the Prime Stow Vest last week, an exceptional piece of um, garment as we head into spring, and I think uh, it complements the training jersey that I also got very, very well. Uh, if you want to check that out, make sure you head to map.cc. I highly recommend it. Thanks to the TSC for presenting this podcast. Thanks to Michael for finding time on the second World Tour Rest Day. And uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast, Michael Thor. It's great to have you on board on the second rest day of the World Tour. We're at the second rest day and you yourself has bagged two stage wins. Uh, you, you're on cloud nine at the moment? Yeah, super happy. Like... When I came to the Volta, I was dreaming of like one stage win. That would be absolutely incredible. And then when I got two, I was couldn't believe it. Yeah, I still can't believe it. What um like heading heading into this Volta, you've done the I was looking at your pro cycling stats before, you've done the Welter every year. Like yeah. how how is how has your progression evolved kind of as you go through each one? Yeah, it's like at the world, it's super clear. Like in 2018, my goal was just to finish <laughs> the world. That was literally it. I didn't never followed any attacks, never tried to go on the breakaway. Like I'd help Wilco back then, our GC leader, and then make sure I have enough energy to make it to the finish line. Then like 2019, I wanted to get in a breakaway. I think I got in like one or two. I got in two breakaways that year. That was that was my goal, and then I was super happy with that. Then last year, yeah, I was third on a stage, and also had yeah like a top ten and two top twenties. So then I made the next step this year. Yeah, nice. Was was like um like it's a pretty it's a it's a nice linear path up the uh trajectory of getting to a stage victory was was it were those first couple of years challenging like mentally because you you came out of such a successful under 23 squad um and like it's it's one of the hardest steps to make is that under 23s to world tour but then the next hardest step is world tour to winning world tour races yeah yeah it's like in 2018, 2019, I could see so many areas of improvement. Because in under 23s, you think you're a good rider, you think you're a good climber, and then I'm in the groupetto with the sprinters every day. Yeah, it's a very 
different thing and you say like tactically technically even physically there's just yeah so much improvement to be made so so what did you do like what did you do from that first world cup yeah i yeah after that i yeah just yeah continue to like look where i can improve and just work on things just gradually you just have to think of the long term and then yeah there's also like short term victories that go okay like the next year try and get in a breakaway and that's like that's my goal mm-hmm. aside from helping like the team leader and other team goals sometimes they're the same thing but yeah it's just like a yeah looking for those next steps to keep improving and like even now like I've won two stages but I still see areas where I can keep improving what what were the major ones to start off with was there anything that was like oh it's it's nutrition or it's uh, race strategy or was it just broadly I just need I just need to level up everything it was broad <laughs> but definitely uh <laughs> yeah definitely yeah bike handling descending cornering those things definitely needed working on first I think because yeah without that there's no point in being fast or lean because anyway maybe maybe I get dropped on a descent like I still see guys that that are strong riders up the hill but then they can't keep up down the hill and then yeah it's just an Achilles heel for them so mm. that's well, the first thing that really working on we we saw uh proof that that has been successfully completed as you hold down the descent into your second stage win. Uh, it is it is an interesting point though. Like it's something that everyone talks about nutrition, everyone talks about data, and everyone talks about paddle weight and how quick, how much, how much effort you're putting out. But you never really train to descent. Like you go probably yeah. a bit too fast out sometimes down uh, descents and training, or you. But there's no real environment to train for descending. It was like, was there anything yeah. in particular that you did to get to the point you're at now? Yeah, I, um, yeah, learned how to, yeah, do it properly. Like, I got, uh, I got lessons on how to do it. Who taught you? Yeah, and then, yeah, as a, a mountain biker, because uh, downhill mountain biker, because they, because that is all they do is just the skills part for them. Yeah, it's just all about riding a bike fast down the hill. They don't care about power. They don't care about weight. It's just pure bike handling. And and what kind of skills did he have you doing? Because this you were like the first person I've ever talked to that said, oh, I actually train going down hills. Yeah, just um yeah, just the basics. Cause because that is literally like most of it, just breaking points body position on the bike, um, reading, like reading the road, looking ahead, seeing which line you should take, seeing if there's any holes, any sand and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then literally, yeah, if you just, like I I never have to, on that stage, I, I won on the descent. Like I could have done that descent faster if I didn't need to. I was like, okay, I'll just focus on, taking a good line, breaking in the right spots, and then you don't need to push it to the absolute limit to 
get to descend quickly. Like you can have room for error, but still be fast. And you, and so now, now you hit, so this year you hit every descent and you can confidently say like, like I'm, you're relaxed to the top. You know, you're going to make it down to the bottom. You know, you've got all the right things in place. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then also like often in the races, I maybe on a corner or two, I actually lose the wheel a bit, but then I know that like some people, maybe they're a bit more inconsistent on the, on the corners. And I know that I can't take the next two, two, three corners good. And then I don't even need to pedal to, to close Mm -hmm. the gap again. You also, you sometimes see like when uh, a GC leader, like a super climber, but can't, uh, isn't a, even if it's not, even if they're not a bad descender, it's not like a strength of theirs. And you see these other GC guys going on the attack and it feels so uncomfortable and it's like, oh, like I just, every corner is just like difficult, but being able yeah. to get through that must be amazing. It must be the best feeling. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, then again, I still have, yeah, I'm still not the best guy at it, but but yeah, I think I'm always uh, smooth, smooth as fast because if you start risking, then you'll get nervous and think you might crash. And yeah. Are you still working with this yeah, guy? That's fine. Um, no, I literally just did one lesson with him, but then took it. all the points and then practiced it for, yeah, it took me definitely six months to get it right just because I had to make some pretty radical changes in how I did it. And then I could already see like in the racing, yeah, it's just coming into descents and yeah, not worrying about the descent too much. Like there's guys that go down quicker still. There's some guys that go down nuts, but I'm definitely above average. Uh, for the listeners at home, is there anything, is there one tip, one thing that really clicked that you're like, oh, that that helps a significant amount? Yeah, when you descend, um, yeah, body position is the most important thing. Um, I don't actually sit on the seat on a descent. It's probably... So you're always on like the pedals. the corner. Yeah, always on the pedals. That's how uh, mountain bikers do it. That's why they have the the saddle drop. I think is actually because they they don't actually sit on the seat at all. Just when you come into the corners, or through the whole descent. Um, corners, and if it's bumpy. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it makes that much of a difference. Oh, massive! How good is that? That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um. So moving on for descending. Uh. Heading into this, well, heading into well, heading into this year. Obviously, you said last year you got that third on the stage, which was awesome because also you're going for the win, like you're yeah. going for the race win. Then this year, bagged your first stage. Yeah. Um. Oh, actually, no. Didn't you win everything at Tour de Lan? You won yellow. Um. Uh, yeah, I won jersey, a stage. A-L-M. And <laughs> every jersey apart from the young riders. Yeah. Because at 24, I'm old now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was, was that massive for your confidence? You're talking about confidence descending. What about confidence? Like just with everything else, there's many other aspects. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. That was massive because yeah, when you're used to not winning things and I'd gone like four years without winning a race, two of those years, uh, definitely getting my head kicked in and like every race I go to and then 2020, like 
getting close but not quite enough it's yeah it's massive to actually yeah be the best guy in a race because mm. even though it's Tour de Land, it's still yeah tough competition and like a lot of the guys that were doing good at Tour de Land are also some of the stronger guys here as well There's yeah some similar names yeah how did how did you find how did you find two years because like you guys you guys always win a lot when you're younger it's why you're so why you get to where you are like you're the best of that crop and then you come out of that and then you go into a block where it doesn't always some guys just somehow roll into winning again but a lot of the time there's there's a bit of a dead spot like was that starting to play with you a bit mentally yeah like at times i thought maybe i'd be one of those professional riders that do a two-year contract and then doesn't have a contract anymore as a worst case scenario or or maybe i'd be one of those riders that never wins a race in their career yeah my <laughs> that's why yeah that's why tour de land meant so much for me because as been a period of there still working on everything hoping that i can get to the level to win a race but you also don't know until you until you do it there's always some doubt and does it make you believe a bit more? So Tour de Line heading into the welter, is it like, well, yeah. I can win now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like, okay, I can I can win a race. It's really, it really is like that. And then, yeah, heading to here, I'm like, okay, like I've got good form. i got some confidence. I know how to win a race. And then... But then also doing it on the day as a whole. <laughs> you also have to do it right. But but yeah, on stage seven when I won that first one, yeah, I didn't make any mistakes actually. Like looking back on it, it went perfectly. Yeah. Well, um, you look at the guys on the the guys in the breakaway. You chose one of the trickiest days to win from the breakaway. And the guys here beat Verona, Sivilkov, Kuss, Haig, Bardet, Groschnager. Like, it is a hot breakaway. And that is just, that was just the yeah. front group in the end. Um, mm. You had to make the initial breakaway, which, like you talked about yeah. beforehand, that's not a, that's not a, you don't just put your name on a list and sign yeah. up to the breakaway. Yeah, definitely not. Cause it wasn't just on like strength either, because it, we went, it's flat section, then we did the, climb i think yeah 15 minutes uh probably above six watts per kilo of course um and then you yeah do the descent still hadn't gone and then it was yeah then it was like choosing the right move after on the on the flatter sections because then i was actually with an initial group of six i actually had two teammates in that group of six so it was uh three of us in a group of six and then and then the big group came from behind and that's had the Bardet and those other people you just listed. Yeah. Yeah. So is it just normal now just be climbing at six watts a kilo? Just That's just the norm? Yeah. And how, yeah, how many watts always, is that for you? Always, de- always depends how long the climb is. But, but yeah, the, the level is pretty high. Like um, I'm like 63 kilos at the moment. Yeah. So, so yeah, dropped a bit of a bit of weight since since a few years ago but yeah like often people would do like 
the front group. I remember at the Jitter, I think, um, yeah, like you have to be doing like 6.2 watts per kilo for a good half an hour to be in the game <laughs> uh, in the GC group. Put your hand in the ring. And to win from that, you need to be doing 6.3, 6.4. Some big, big, big numbers, yeah. especially in the, in the in a grand tour. How are you finding like um, with – another one of those factors like just the evolution of your um your strength as a bike rider just getting through a grand tour like your first uh well to you have did that's not an easy thing to do no i was broken <laughs> at the end of that photo like yeah also, so now we're, also mentally now we're at the second rest day hey like you feeling good like could you go again yeah um that you mean in a breakaway or yeah, like you you feeling like you're gonna race the last section of the, the welter compared to that like comparing it to that first welter where you were um yeah. just trying to get through. Yeah, I think I'll I'll take it as it comes. But yeah, I also need to look at look at the days and because I think I only have one more breakaway day in me, maximum two. Cause yeah, because I could maybe I could get in a breakaway, but yeah, or maybe I can support a teammate, but yeah, I don't want to go on a breakaway if I'm if, if I can't do anything, because then it's also not worth it. Yeah, do really smart with the day you choose, and maybe one of those mountain days. Uh, I could see Yumbo Visma needs to go full to actually get the red red jersey back. They're confident that they can get it back in the TT, but I think they don't want to take risk, and I think they'll attack the race on one of the mountain days mm-hmm. back to back to stage seven so you're talking about um it was one of the hardest days uh the terrain but it was also one of the hardest days to actually make the move like there was selections yeah. from selections from selections from selections mm. had it like we talked about with the descending you, like you can train that can you train like how to make the right moves like how, how does that evolve as a rider yeah um that's more about, yeah, knowing your competition and experience, like knowing how, how the races always evolve because after a few years, you kinda, you've kind of done every situation that you come across. It, now it's starting to be pretty rare that there's not, not a situation I'm not familiar with. So then you go, okay, this is looking like it's this scenario and then you – and then you work off that. So, so what were you looking for on stage seven? What were the key indicators that you needed to keep track of? Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of things. Um, how many people are attacking uh, the profile of the course? Because not when the GC riders start following moves, you, don't, you can't actually get away on the climb because they just follow in a, in a big long line. So it's not possible to actually escape these guys on the climb. So then you, then you look for the flatter sections and then attack over the top. Look, look to who's attacking. Um, try and follow when you can rather than putting your nose in the wind is also a good idea. But sometimes you also need to, need to attack yourself. Is, and yeah, then when you really, get to that like bigger group, see so the actual – what was the start of the breakaways formed? Like 
was were then were you looking at writers or what what was the composition you were looking for for like this movie's going to go to the final yeah you just see how much time the peloton is giving you because in that yeah in that circumstance if they want to ride you back they will it's also you also need to see that because if they started riding hard then i don't think i'm not sure if we would have or wanted to commit we did have the numbers there but but yeah we're not it's not a common tactic for us to to ride a pace on the front of a breakaway so then we head into the final climb which was like it just looks out of control in terms of how steep it was were you nervous like how 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 desperate did you want that win? You've come third before on the stage. We've talked about the evolution of the world for you from that first yeah. one you ever did. We, we, were, you nerv- was, were you nervous as I was heading into that final climb? Yeah, I was nervous, but also at the same time, so, so focused that I wasn't even thinking about the win, thinking about anything. I was literally just thinking about beating... Verona and Sivakov up this last climb. It wasn't even about winning a Volta stage. It was, I just need to beat these guys, get to the finish before them. And then, yeah, it's just, yeah, when you have to go so deep, you actually, yeah, I really, yeah, didn't think about anything else, had such a narrow focus. You hardly remember to <laughs> salute when you cross the line. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's a different, different kind of feeling it also was, had the same um, stage like, 10 yeah do you go do you find extra like did you go deeper than you've ever gone before in terms of effort and exhaustion like do you find that a little bit more when there's a welter stage win on the line yeah definitely yeah you find you find some extra extra limits just a little bit more yeah, you can just hold on for a few extra minutes, I think. And then when does it become reality? Like when do you when do you go out of that extreme focus? When do you come back to the finish and go? <laughs> that, that day was about it happened. 20, I won the 20 stage. Meters from the line. <laughs> twenty meters from the line, I realized that I won it. And then do you yeah, just have emotions like, galore? Like what 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 does it feel like yeah. to win a stage? Yeah, it just, yeah, it's just like that feeling where you don't believe it's real. It's, it's hard to describe. It's, it's like it's, it's something you imagine, but you also doubt if it'll ever, ever happen or not. And then, and then you have to keep reminding yourself that you actually made it. And like, do you fall asleep that night just going, like, on this whole nother planet, you are a stage winner. Yeah. Yeah. It took a while to fall asleep that night. <laughs> um, yeah. I was just buzzing for ages. And then you got to back up the next day. Is that weird? Like backing up the next day or do you back up the next day with a whole nother level of confidence? Yes. But yeah. The next day I was like, a sprint day and also the kind of day I don't like 
with the coastal coastal roads because you have to stay focused those whole days the the whole stage because there's like there's a little bit of wind here and there a little bit of crosswind there's road furniture there's crowds also some people that don't realize that they shouldn't stand on the road and take a selfie uh, not not <laughs> facing the bunch uh, that's a different day I think but yeah same kind of same people um yeah yeah you just have to stay focused not to end up in a silly crash there so the, on to the second stage that you won stage 10 um ex- again found yourself in a select big breakaway mm. um was it a different feeling being in that breakaway knowing that you'd already won the stage was there a little bit less on your shoulders yeah a little bit less yeah i also knew that i could have a good chance but also nothing to lose because i'd already won a stage so i'm like okay if i can win another one that's that's a bonus. Like I still try my best, but it doesn't, I'm sort of more, more daring. Like I can, I'm like, you sort of hold less. I'm not worried if I make a mistake here or there. Yeah. I just want to, just wanted to have a go. And yeah, then also tactically, I just wanted it to be decided on that, on that climb. And then, yeah, luckily, it was nice and hard, and then if I have extra, then I attack over it and try and get a nice buffer for the descent, and then for lie down the descent. It must. It, and yeah. did you did you feel like you had it at the top? Like where where when did you feel like the stage was yours? Like five hundred meters to go. <laughs> Always really <laughs> late for me when I think I I had the stage because because yeah, I think I had. Um, 25 seconds and and on that descent there's actually a fair bit of pedaling so maybe maybe a group was a little bit advantaged as well because they could get slipstream they can really sprint through so maybe it's a little bit quicker and also when there's like different guys leading the descent you also get a bit of mental fatigue when you have to do all those things i said before like going through the corners if you're following someone, you don't have to, they're kind of doing the reading for you. So it's a little bit less mentally fatiguing, I guess, because on a long descent, like by the end of it, you actually, you're just, yeah, you're sort of mentally tired and you don't, maybe you don't quite do the corners as well, but if you're following someone, then they do it for you and you just blindly follow them. Yeah. So it's also that as well. Except um, like we saw the other night where um, Sever Mark came flying into the corner and the BH rider behind him trusted him and came flying into the back of him and it didn't quite work yeah. out so well <laughs> for them. And then mm. and then what happened? Well, like, what's it like having two stage wins? Are you like, I am welcome to the world tour. Like I'm here. Michael Store has arrived. Two stage yeah. wins in the bag. <laughs> Rolling around the pillow, yeah. it couldn't get much better than that. Yeah, like I'm definitely no longer anonymous in the peloton, and we really saw that tactically yesterday as well. It's uh, everyone there was racing for me not to win, 
Um, yeah, it's a third stage win. I'd have to get everything right, plus be strong, plus others would have to make mistakes. Yeah, I just and I'd need a, a brutally tough course. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's gotten I've made my life much, much more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and next year next year you're heading to FTJ. Uh new team, new squad. What's like what are you what are you hoping for? What what's next for Michael Storer? Like where where does the career evolve from here? Yeah, it's kinda yeah, they're putting me in that in that role of like final GC support. Um, yeah, Group Armour's goal is being a French team, it's to do well in the Tour de France and and also win the tour. So hopefully obviously after being good form, have a good season, etc. But yeah, I'd like to do the Tour de France one day. That's also my other other goal is just to ride the tour. Um and also similar thing to do what I do now. Like I wanna try and win win races where I can as well. And not quite. Maybe one week stage races could also be a goal. But but yeah, definitely that's enough for now. Do you think do you think you could ever become a GC rider? Could you, can you ever see yourself you talk about in the short term riding the Tour de France being support um, in the late in the mountains for FDJ? But do you think that ever could become Michael Storas leading a team into a Grand Tour? Yeah, I think I think I could know maybe in two years. I need to see how how I keep improving. Yeah, maybe in a year or two. To um to wrap things up, we talked at the start about those those pieces of the puzzle that you needed to improve on. Like, what, mm. what is there something that you really focused in on for the next couple of years to take yourself to that next level? Um, yeah, I think the I've been focusing a lot on like the trying to get the most out of myself, sort of physically wise what's per kilo those sort of things um recently but yeah i think it's it's another broad broad thing there's lots of little areas where i go this could be this yeah also like yesterday in the yeah also like team tactics like that's another thing where you can use your use your teammates or or have that like communication better with the sports director things like that like other other little things that you'd never never expect that can sometimes make the difference yeah there's all these all these other things around that yeah yeah can help well michael story it's been an unbelievable welter for yourself a huge congratulations on um this year the progression over the last four years uh, we're very excited to see you bag a couple of stage wins and um, look forward to watching you through the rest of the welter and then also progress on to FTJ. Exciting times ahead. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.